0: Hello,
1: and welcome back to Thirsty the Podcast. I'm Laura Koo. And I'm Heather McGee. Today we're asking the question, how important is physical attraction in dating and relationships? Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We're so excited to talk to you all today. And just a reminder that if you're not a subscriber yet, we're now offering a subscription series that has bonus content called The Thirst Trap. And it also gets you a discount on merch from our store, which has all kinds of cute and fun stuff. So you don't want to miss out on that. And it's cheap. It's so cheap. It's like $1.99 a month, and even cheaper if you do a whole year at once. So, highly recommend becoming a subscriber so you can get your discounts and extra content. Um, And it helps support us. It we're we're not really monetized. You know, we fund this all by ourselves because we're passionate about what we're trying to do here. So things like subscriptions, merch, that really helps cover our costs. So thank you for that. And also if you're into it, Obviously, don't do that if you're not into it, but I'm going to assume you are since you're here listening today. Um, And to that end, please, if you have people in your circle that you think would get something out of listening to this podcast, maybe they're divorced, maybe they're doing some self-reflection, kind of looking at their life a little bit, please share it with them. Share it with your community. Um, Rate, follow us, uh, review us um, in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That all helps us and we read every review and it helps us just become better. I think that's all of our big stuff that we just wanted to cover, but thank you all for listening. All of those things help us continue to do what we do.
0: Awesome. And now on to one of my favorite topics. So I love a dating reality show. And like many people, I have been pulled into Love is Blind, three seasons of it so far. This is where it's on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, I don't know where you've been, but please go watch <laughs> it. Um, so couples meet, And they fall in love without seeing each other's faces. They're in these pods. They can't see each other. Their whole relationship is based on big conversations, getting to know each other's interests and backstories. It's all about who they are on the inside in theory and not all of this and nothing superficial about it. Um, and sometimes they do give a little bit of hints about what they might look like physically. Sometimes they'll talk about ethnicity, which can give some hints as far as what, you know, some of your physical characteristics, or sometimes they'll ask, they'll like have a conversation about how they have a quote unquote active lifestyle, which <laughs> is often somebody trying to share that they are fit and in good shape, or you'll see someone ask someone else like, oh, you know, what do you like to do? And they're trying to or do you work out and they're trying to like get a sense of what they might look like. But for the most part, that's pretty frowned upon because the point is being in these pods and proposing to someone you've never even seen. But prior to Love is Blind, I was very loyal to Mary at first sight. Which that is, one is crazy. crazy. It is crazy. And it's the exact opposite because couples are matched by these experts, which sometimes I think are questionable, but fine. They have their reasons for making these matches and the couples meet each other at the altar. So they don't know each other's names. They don't know what they look like. They don't know what their jobs are. They know nothing about them. So everything about this connection is very superficial at first compared to love is blind, where it's the opposite of being superficial, but married at first sight. That first impression, their hair color, height, body shape, all of those things are that like how you form that initial opinion about that person versus Love is Blind, which is based on their voice and who they are and how they live their life and the things that they're sharing with you um, through the pod wall. So it's made me think a lot about, well, it's made me think a lot about which show I would go on if I went on one of these shows, which I wouldn't obviously for all the reasons, but if I did, you know, what, what makes a more meaningful connection and kind of what is the foundation of a strong connection? Do looks really count the most? Like do looks matter? We are kind of fed the idea that looks matter so much because that's how dating works these days is based on looks.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about that too. I think I would definitely do love is Blind. That would probably be the one for yeah. me. Because like married at first sight sounds terrible. And wait, and did you go pressure. on a date with someone who was on that show? Uh-huh. David the Disaster. David I think. the Disaster made it to
0: well, he okay. So he said he made it to the final round and then was told to go home and wait and see if you get a match. I don't know if that's true because I went back and I watched that episode and i did see him on camera he is there he is in the room oh, gosh. but they never interviewed him or included any of his interviews He's, he doesn't oh, okay. speak at all on it i'm like mm. You were a finalist and you, that they didn't use any of your footage because they use footage of people they don't choose for sure. So I question whether he made it as far as he said he did, but he definitely is on the episodes. You do see him. So, oh, okay. Cause yeah. Is it like he
1: walked across the camera a couple times <laughs> and that was he's his-
0: in the room with all of the other men while the experts are talking, but they don't okay. do, I mean, I'm assuming he went through the same interview process that everybody else did, but they don't use any footage of him. So I've got questions. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, one thing that you and I have talked about a little bit, and I think is kind of interesting is that we've read multiple articles because Laura and I actually, today is not the first, we've been talking about doing an episode on this for a while, just as friends. We've discussed this off and on for like six months or so, but there've been a number of articles put out saying that what people are looking for in dating is actually changing mm-hmm. and people are starting to care less and less about physical looks and like what they're prioritizing is changing and one big one that you hear a lot is one that I mean it's a little sus because a dating app paid for it but still it's backed up by other articles as well match actually they surveyed their users on this topic and of the 5,000 people they included in the survey 49% said they have fallen in love with someone they weren't initially attracted to and this is up 30 this is up from 38% 10 years ago. So that's significant. That's an 11% jump. So that's interesting is, too because take. Tinder, the the app, the dating app
0: of swipe left or right based on faces, it just turned 10. So that's also interesting that they just had that because, you know, we know that that type of dating app shifted that culture as well. Also, kind of reminds you of those hot or not websites, which I guess Mm -hmm. was like the predecessor to
1: Tinder and such, but... Yeah, I used to love playing around that. I know. (laughs) like, Are they hot or not? I don't know. (laughs) As a wild wave, many college nights playing on there with a beer. (laughs) (laughs) Some of these other survey results are interesting too.
0: Yeah, so 94% of
1: daters say that they want someone that they can trust and confide in. Uh, 92% of daters want someone who is comfortable communicating their wants and needs. I will say out loud, some of these feel like table stakes. Like, is this like this part? I just wonder, like, is this new? I don't know. I don't know if it's new, but I think it is a, a,
0: yes, these are like the basic things that I would want in a relationship, but not, again, not everybody, you know, 6% of the people out there don't want, don't care about somebody they can trust and confide in. So that's funny. (laughs) okay 92% of daters want someone who is
1: emotionally mature fair 92% of daters want someone who can make them laugh reasonable yeah again I would hope that but sure and then 89% of daters
0: want someone who is comfortable with their own sexuality also I think important I mean all of these are important things for like the grounds of what you look for
1: yeah, I mean, to me, the biggest the biggest takeaway here is the one with the huge jump in people that are not prioritizing physical looks as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big shift and something that is a little surprising. And these other ones, it's kind of like, well, yeah, duh. But the physical look one, that was interesting to me. And then other data, which this has become kind of a joke on social media, the daters prioritize good mental health over looks one study showed that 86% of daters are likely to go on a second date with someone who mentions on the first date that they go to therapy.
0: Valid. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, it has become a little bit of a joke. Like, I mean, you can see it in a lot of like dating groups and memes and a lot of social media videos, uh, kind of making a joke out of that. Like, just cause I go to therapy doesn't mean I'm great. You know, like those kinds of things, which is kind of funny.
0: Ooh. So, so we've talked about this again. So, Dating apps and dating app culture today have us making snap decisions based on a few pictures of somebody and either a very short bio, because usually there's a character limit. So there's only, unless it's okay, Cupid, and then they've written their entire life story. (laughs) Um, So usually just a short bio or often no information. Some people just leave a blank and then you're left guessing. Um, So while we know we are interested in more than just how someone looks, How how do you navigate that with dating where your choices are
1: based on often how they look? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be. I I really don't because like, I know you and I've talked about this a little bit. Like most of the time I would not swipe right on someone who didn't have anything in their bio. Like if it was just pictures, I wouldn't like, what am I going to talk to? Like, I actually think about that. like, what am I going to ask them about? They gave me nothing. Sometimes sometimes I go rogue and I
0: did that. And I ended up dating the guy I dated for most of this last year who never got a nickname on this show. I think he was just called the boyfriend or something.
1: Yeah. He was the boyfriend. He
0: had no bio. He also didn't have great pictures. I don't even know that you could see his face in most of them. I don't know what I was doing. And so while I often have that rule too, of like, I, I need to see something in your bio. Sometimes you just go with
1: your gut. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is kind of funny. My boyfriend, you know what was in his bio? Well, one of his bios, because we matched on three different platforms. But on Tinder, his platform <laughs> said, divorced, period, single dad, period. That's all I said. <laughs> His pictures were funny, but like I knew he had a personality, but like he, he did not have a filled out bio. He did on other platforms, but his Tinder one, I was like, it's really, I told him, I was like, it's amazing. I swiped right on you because there was literally nothing there. And he was like, eh, it's just Tinder. I didn't really think much about that one. But I think it's also often the case. You're like, well, ah, it's Tinder. Like, what's my level of effort here? Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't, I'm really not... there are certain areas in which I'm, I'm hardcore, like at 0%. And one of those things are looks like for me, attraction is not really the biggest part of me being attracted to someone is who they are and the vibe and what they're into. And like, can we have like an exciting conversation about things? Can they teach me something?
0: So when you're swiping, how do you make your choices?
1: Um, well, they have to have written things in their bio and I need to see them doing things in their profile. Mm-hmm. Like if it's just all selfies and I like, and it's just like, literally, this is what they look like. It's hard for me because I'm like, I have no, I'm not getting an idea of who you are. Like if you do, th- and I'm just someone that's like, I, that's not enough for me. Like there've been plenty of men I've gone out with that Like if you look at me like, wow, you're really attractive. I was not interested because there really wasn't anything more to them that I was excited about. While well, physically, they might have been really good looking. So I really need a filled out profile. I need them to write things. Like if it looks like I have some personality. I mean, that's what gets me excited if they and especially if they mention things that I'm also excited about, like if they mention racing or, in, you know, being really active or they love to read or a creative career or even, you know, and on a picture front, if I can see they're kind of a weirdo in for it, like if they have an unusual <laughs> way of dressing or something. That's really what I look for. But if it's just pictures and it's like, oh, well, you're cute and that's all I get. Like I'm I'm actually pretty inclined to swipe left because I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to ask you about.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get a lot from voices. So apps like Hinge that have, well, Hinge might be the only one that does this. Hinge has the voice prompt. I don't know if any other apps have this right now. Um, but I really enjoy that because if they've done a voice prompt, um, which someone did call me out on the fact that I do not have a voice prompt on my, um, profile on hinge, but I like it when other people have it um, valid. Um, but I like hearing what their voice sounds like. I don't know why that's a thing for me. Cause often the, if the voice doesn't match the person, I have a hard time, but if I'm looking to swipe and making a choice, if it sounds like they have a really warm friendly voice, a funny voice like that will draw me in more. Cause you can kind of, you can sense personality based yeah. on those and the people who just do a really dumb prompt and they just don't sound that great. Or they didn't put the efforts like, well, then why did you do it? And I'm not interested. So I do love that. The bio thing again, except I've broken my own rules, but I usually do also look for A bio, same thing, interests, um, to see if there are similar things that I'm into or just in general, like, do you like to do things? Some people just don't like to do a lot of things. And then it's the same way. It's like, well, I like to do a lot of things and I like someone who also has interests and I'd like to learn from them or share interests and things like that. Um, and the same thing with pictures, if they're, it's, if it's a lot of party pictures, if they're a lot of, they're on a boat pictures, (laughs) We we're not, we're not going to get along. If it's all sporting events, we're, we're probably not going to get along. It's not a good fit Wait. for
1: me. Wait, we need to explain something though, because I think the boat thing they're all, people are only going to get if they live in Chicago. So in Chicago, there is an, so it's right on Lake Michigan. Okay. For people who are maybe challenged in the knowing geography department, <laughs> Chicago is right on Lake Michigan. And there is something called the playpen, Here in Chicago, where people will go out on their boat in the playpen on the water and they will get rip roaring drunk. It's like Mardi Gras over there. Okay, people are drunk. They're in the water. There's like floats. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of drinking. It is out of control. Huge party all summer, like usually from like Memorial Day to Labor Day. It's pretty active. So that's what Laura means. When she sees someone on a boat, she's like, oh, you're a playpen kind of guy, which is like finance and bros and girls and bikinis. And it's just kind of gross. So yeah, it is a big turnoff for actually if you want to actually date and it's not just for like, you just want to go out. But if you want to actually get to know someone, someone who hangs out in the playpen all the time is not my scene.
0: Yeah, just not 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 the vibe for me. Um, maybe like once I would go once, but like if somebody has enough pictures of themselves of like multiple times, at, like your our lives are different and they don't match. Um the <laughs> same thing too with travel, um, which is probably not a typical thing, but if I see some like I'm probably just the outlier here, but if I see someone who has a lot of pictures from a lot of really exotic locations, I think that's so super cool and great. So great they get to travel that's not how my life works as a single mom of three. And I often just wonder like, are our lives really going to match? Cause I can't just take off and go to Peru with you for two weeks. Like that's not going to happen. And so if someone's really hyper focused on exotic international travel, it just, that's not, our lives are in different places and it's not, it's probably not going to align well. So I'm kind of, it's not a turn off. I think that's a great thing to go and do, but it's definitely not something that I would probably look to match over.
1: That's so interesting. Cause I would never have thought of that. Like, I, I think for me, I see those things and like, oh, they're an adventurer, which I have an adventurous spirit. So like someone that like is clearly, you know, like. I'm trying to think. There's been a few people I've dated that they had a lot of travel pictures in there. It's like, oh, you're an adventurer. I'm into that. But I never thought about that way. Like, what if they want to go on trips all the time? And I can usually only manage a couple a year.
0: Yeah. What if they want me
1: to go with them? Probably not.
0: Um, And if it's just, again, non-mom me, sure. Let's figure. Great. But my life as it is, it's just that doesn't align. And I'm like, uh if that's like their big thing. And some people it is, if they don't have kids and they have enough, they make enough money, they're planning trips all the time. Like that is yeah. their hobby. And it just doesn't match with my lifestyle at the moment. I'm like, I'm going to Disney world in a couple of weeks, like just different. So <laughs> just, yeah, if I, if I see that and that trend, I'm like, Hmm, I'm probably not going to yeah. go down that path, no matter what they look like. Although um,
1: although conversely, if they have pictures of them on vacation at Disney World, automatic swipe left. I can't yeah, with no, that. I'm not here for that either. Like I mean, I know we're go Laura and I are actually going to Disney World together without <laughs> kids pretty soon, which I literally don't know how that happened. Uh, but it is, but yeah, I'm not a Disney person. So if I see someone with like Disney pics like that, like, oh no, swipe left. I'm gonna hide those Disney World pictures that we're taking. <laughs>
0: I think the other thing, if you know, if they have a bio that's filled out and I look at their words and it's like, well, does this seem like a kind person? Are they someone who's talking negatively about others or including language around you should be like this? I mean, I think we've talked about this before, but you should I saw I've seen a lot of this recently. Like you should make me laugh. Well, I shouldn't do anything. I don't even know. Like, no, like don't prescribe what anything is, but like you should be fun or you should be this, or you should like, I don't like any of that. I don't like any of the negative talk about like, yeah, I'm sure you see lots of trends of women's dating apps. And there are things that you don't like about profiles, but like, don't talk about it in your profile. Cause some people will fill out their entire, entire profile talking about what they don't want in a match or what they do want in a match or whatever. But who are you?
1: Yeah. They kind of forget about that part. And I so, know for me, I never want to feel like I'm being tested. I have dated people where I felt like I was being sussed up or tested and it did not feel good. And I was like, get me out of here. I don't like this.
0: Yeah. So no matter what their face looks like and no matter how close they might live to my house, cause I love proximity. If I see that kind of stuff, I'm like, that's just an automatic no, because The whole point is to share some sort of piece about who you are. And if that's what you're sharing, then that's who you are
1: like. Yeah. Well, something else that's interesting, because Laura and I have talked about this, because I, I think I have to talk about this from both sides of my mouth, to be honest, because I so I like keep track of the people that I've dated. I have an album with all their faces and I look at it and they're all attractive guys. Like you look at them, you're not like. Like, I think all of them would be like, oh, yeah, I'd go out with that guy. He's cute. You know, and, like, obviously, there was something deeper there, and that's why I actually dated these men. But and I kind of talked about, like, as we look back at the people we had connections to, how important was that physicality? Because, again, I have to admit, the people I've had relationships with, I, I thought were physically attractive. That's for sure. But on the other side, I have to say, like, I don't – I don't really feel like looks matter to me all that much. It's really about who they are Mm -hmm. and the vibe. Laura, you had said to me, and I think you should talk about this, about how you feel like a lot of times you've been attracted to men who aren't necessarily conventionally like there was something about them that was interesting, but it wasn't because they were conventionally attractive.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like of people that I've dated It's well, it's very common for me on a first date to leave it and be like, I, I wasn't that into them in person. And like, Heather, you and our other friend, who's not on the podcast, um, because she's in love will be like, (laughs) what do you mean? Because you had all of these things and you connected so well. And what, and and I I will like say positive things about them. We're like, well, that all sounds great. What's the problem? Like, yeah, I don't know if there was really a connection there. And I think in part it's because you, I need More opportunity to dig deeper to really get to know them. And once I get to know them, then all of that other stuff makes sense. But it's not going to, I mean, I like it that way because I feel like if you are so hyper focused on like what their face looks like and just focus on that piece of that connection and you're missing all of the deeper stuff and whether that exists or not. Because if you only care about how they look, then you're not looking often for that deeper connection because you're like that immediate. Chemistry, physical connection is what the focus is. So yeah, I think I, I need that warm-up time to really get to know someone if it's going to be a situation where I'm going to like really date that person. It's probably not an immediate. I don't know that
1: any of mine I walked out and been like, yes,
0: that I'm going to date that person for many months. No.
1: That's interesting. Well, it's like, okay, so we've seen a lot of men's profiles, they put their height. And I don't feel like women do that. And, you know, and a lot of men are kind of sassy about it. I'm six foot one if it matters, which I hate that so much. But what do you like? What about things like that? Like some women that is actually a big deal, like they they actually do care about height. Like, are there physical things you care about or does it literally not cross your mind? Like, what are things that you do care about?
0: I totally thought I didn't care about height until I went on a couple of dates this summer with someone who was like maybe an inch taller than me bothered me it bothered me a lot I think he knew it bothered me but I didn't say it just was too There was too there was not enough space between us so um I I will say that is something that I pay a little bit more attention to now than I did but then on the flip side I'm like well I don't know that I was really that into that person so maybe I don't know that I would really care if it was the right person I wouldn't say that I wouldn't date someone just because in heels I was a little taller than them I don't think I'd care that much I think I just didn't really like that guy um but otherwise, I don't think there's too much, because I feel like if I lined up, if I had an album like you do of all the photos of the men <laughs> that I have gone out with, they all look wildly different from one another, other than I've gone through a little bit of like a redhead
1: face, but um, yeah. yeah, redhead and bearded. I like, and I know, bearded, like if I see yeah. someone like that, I'm like mm, Laura might yeah. be into them yeah, that's, that's,
0: that's my thing. Um, but yeah, otherwise no one, no one really, they all look so different. So I think I'm equal opportunity. I think it depends on the person. I think it has always depended more on the person and the connection. Yeah. What about you? I mean,
1: I can't, I can't show this on the podcast and also cause they don't get mad at me. I, I mean, I say these things like the physical looks don't matter, but I mean, <laughs> it is true but then it's also true all of the men I've had relationships with they all look the same you have a very distinct type and
0: it is very unwavering and I can pick out men on the apps and be like oh or I'll see someone and be like have
1: you talked to this person before because he's your type like Laura would actually send dates. me guys, and she'd be like, did the algorithm send this guy to you? Cause if not, I know you'd be into him. And I'm like, you are correct. <laughs> I don't know. But it, I mean, but I will say when it comes to height, I mean, I have, I have dated men that were shorter than me actually. And it didn't bother me. It really yeah, didn't. Um, I think I would be more challenged with shorter than me. Yeah. I was okay with it. It didn't because like so much of it is like, if, if we have like rapid fire, like connection, I'm into it. It's fine. Um, I will say I think Sean the smoke show is the tallest man I've dated he's six foot I think seven he's tall yeah that was kind of awesome because I just felt so tiny Mm -hmm. and it's kind of nice I don't know to feel like oh I feel so feminine today but yeah Yeah, I I I don't think I even came up to his shoulders he was very tall, gigantic and you're not short either no there's a reason Sean the Smoke Show is named Sean the Smoke Show. Yeah,
0: yeah, really. the genetics lottery really lined
1: up nicely for him. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, the genetics worked out for him. Um. <laughs> okay, so all that going into so if you're trying to create a real connection with someone, that's not about looks. Like if it's your own love is blind. What's your best opening line? What do you like oh, to dig into when you're getting to know somebody?
0: I'm bad at this. I'm all over that. I mean, I usually ask a question about something on their profile which is like the most generic. Um I've been lazy lately. It's been a lot of like how are you staying warm because it's cold out. Um I've been real lazy with things. Although I did ask someone today what their favorite type of Thanksgiving pie was because Thanksgiving is coming up. So, I guess when mm-hmm. this airs Thanksgiving will have passed and I don't know if I'll know yet what that man's favorite pie is cuz I don't think he's responded, but we're going to go with probably apple. Okay. Um But yeah, I'm bad at it, partly. Like, I think I'm just so over people not responding to things that I don't work very hard on asking good questions.
1: I think I do a mix. Usually, if I'm interested in them, they will have put something in their profile that I want to know about. Like, oh, you know, I saw you did this race. I'd love to know how it went. Or I saw you, you know, went on this adventure trip. How was it? Like I'll usually start with that, like because usually there'll be something I'm excited to ask them about from their mm-hmm. profile. If they didn't give me much, but I still want to, I like there was something there that made me interested. I'll usually ask, "Have you read anything good lately? Are you reading anything good right now?" Because I'm I'm a reader, and so usually the person that I'm going to get along with is a reader. Um, so that's nice to know, and that's usually a good thing to dig into. My opening line with my boyfriend was real stupid because he mentioned on not tinder i think it was on hinge he had an actual profile he said something about star trek and i grew up watching star trek and so i actually sent a note that was like a nerdy star trek joke he told me later he thought i was screwing with him when i said that <laughs> he was like "Is she trying to troll me i don't i mean clearly it ended up working out he but he thought i was like trying to mess with him by like making fun of him by sending that i was like no i'm serious he was like, oh, okay.
0: I mean, I do ask questions. I would like to redeem myself. I'm not one of those people who starts with, hey, I hate those. Oh, hi." hi. I think I often waffle between, do you ask something like light and fun or do you ask something that's like a little bit more serious again, like the, what are you reading or something more real? Because that sets, if you're, I feel like if you're too playful off the bat, then it's just like this other undertone to your conversation, but then it's like, well, that probably a person, if I asked them a real question, wouldn't have responded in a real way anyway. So.
1: Yeah. I do think you need, I I think the best, this is just my personal feeling and everybody doesn't agree with this. I think your best tack is to be regular, mm-hmm. <laughs> be regular, ask a real question. You want to know the answer to like, I'm not super bantery. Like I usually am asking, a, I, I would ask a real question. I actually want to know the answer to I will say a couple of times the other person would start the conversation in a way I didn't like. Like I remember, you know, as I was like finishing up on the apps or whatever, one guy sent me a note. It was clearly cut and paste. And I was like, get out of here. And I actually called him on it. He said, uh, tell me one thing you're grateful for today. no And it was so like clearly cut and paste. And like, that's not my thing. Like, talk to me like a normal person. Don't like do this forced like we're on a talk show or something and I actually wrote back and I said well that feels very cut and paste but I'll bite like I was like what uh, what are you doing here I hate that I hate that so much like be normal be normal
0: yeah I also remind myself that of all of the matches that I have you know 5 to 10 percent are actually going to be real conversations and usually those are the ones that turn into the people that I end up dating because you can tell you can pick up on that tone and that energy over message, I feel like. And so it's just like weeding out all of the, Hey, how, how's your day? People that are just boring to talk to. Yeah. They're not going to, and if they do answer your questions, they're never going to ask you any questions in return ever. I don't know if this is a male thing. This is totally off topic, I ask so many questions and these men do not ask questions back. Do they not have conversations? Do they not know how to have a conversation? I don't want to sit and talk about you. This one guy I matched with not too long ago is a pilot. So I've asked some questions about being a pilot and I broke the don't date a pilot rule by matching with him. Yeah. And I've asked questions and he is not and he'll answer them and he'll talk about himself. He has not asked me one question in return. I'm like, all right, well, I'm just gonna leave you in my tender queue until you unmatch with me because
1: I don't want to talk to you you're so boring I don't know what's been going on lately because you and then like my other friends who are single and dating every single one of them have said that lately it's worse than ever like noticeably worse Terrible. than ever what why is that I don't know it's so bad okay is so, so what bad. exactly I have, I, had here, but... I have never had
0: more matches I have never had more matches and zero dates. No one asks you on a date if they do respond, which most of them do respond. That's what's confusing. They will match with you and talk a little bit. And then they don't ever ask you out. And I'm like, well, why are we matching? It's all of them or the couple of people that I have gone out in person have been great dates. I've made it known that I'm interested, but no pressure if they're not like, you know, the easy, like, I had fun and love to do it again. If you're not feeling it, totally fine. But they have both made it clear that they were interested in me, from what I can tell no, no longer have asked me out on a second date. They'll text me back. If I text them, they'll be interested and in and decently engaged, but they won't ask me out again. I'm like, all right, well, I'm not doing that.
1: Well, something else, if you're not from a cold state. So in Chicago, we have something called cuffing season. And I think this is a thing anywhere it's really cold. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times summer spring and summer is for dating. And then you lock it down in autumn and it's called cuffing someone because in the winter, you don't want to go out. It is so cold and so awful out. You don't want to leave your house. And it's way more comfortable to go to your boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever's house and watch a show and order delivery. But you're not going to do that with someone you just met.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it's called cuffing season. You cuff someone and you, like, just date them through the winter. <sighs> and then in the spring, you break up and you start dating around again. Like, that I that's mean- what it's called.
0: I'm not opposed to that right now, but there's, there's, there's no one I would like to be cuffed with at this point in time. Cause they're all terrible. Um, all right. So thinking about looks, something we haven't talked about with this, like superficiality piece is all of the shirtless selfies all over the apps. Oh, I think it's such a turn off, and I don't like it. If someone's shirt is off in their profile, I will definitely swipe left on them. The more abs they have, the more quickly I will swipe left, which I think also makes me an outlier, but I don't like it. And I don't like that. It's just like show. Like, I don't, if you're again on a boat, then fine. Your shirt's off. It makes sense. But if you're like clearly just pulling your shirt up or taking it off to take this picture. No, thank you.
1: Yeah. Well, it just feels like too much. Like, I don't even know you. Like, I don't need to see what you look like under your shirt. I don't like those pictures where they're, like, laying in bed. Yeah, those are true. It's like, that's just weird. It's weird. I don't like it. It's weird. It's all bad.
0: All bad. But, again, I don't dislike a gym selfie in that. I also like to go to the gym. And that's fine. You like to work out. That's great. Um, But I don't need to see, like, every muscle in your body and your no. Tinder profile. Yeah, And don't say that it's Tinder. Like, what? Well, that's fine. Like, we know that Tinder has a certain faction of like very focused on hookups and that's fine. But I also don't think that you really need to like show your body in order to have someone match with you for a hookup.
1: Yeah. I don't think you need to. Well, okay. So flip side of this. Sometimes on profiles, you'll see uh, active and fit looking for same. Which is code for a certain kind of body they're that they're looking for, mm-hmm. and I kind of don't like it to be mm-hmm. honest. Like it feels like because I'll tell you right now, I am active and fit. I work out. I mean, right, I'm getting over COVID right now, so I haven't been working out for the last week and a half. But under normal circumstances, I work out five to six times a week. Endurance training, I lift all those things. I don't look like a bikini model, mm-hmm. you know. I don't either. So, yep.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Do I fall into that? Because I'm in the best shape I've ever been in and I'm very active, but correct. I look like I've had three children because I have, and that's what my body looks like. But yeah, I'm still active and I think I'm fit, but probably not by their shirtless selfie standards.
1: Yeah. I don't have eight abs over here or they're in there, but you just, you definitely can't see them (laughs) without, (laughs) without an (laughs) x-ray. So
0: on the flip side, all of the profiles, this one, this is kind of off topic too, but I've been thinking about it a lot. So you'll see a lot of profiles where they don't show their face, right? They show a picture or something else or Mm -hmm. whatever, stock photo, something. And they're like, I'm attractive and I'm a businessman and I am this and I'm that. And I'm looking for discreet or whatever. Like they're looking for sex. They're not willing to show their face, but they will provide pictures upon matching or whatever, but they don't provide anything else in their profile that would make you want to swipe right on them. Even if you were looking for just that, who's swiping on these people? Are they, are people swiping on these men? Do they get matches? Like, I don't, I'm so curious.
1: Yeah. I've wondered that. like, you're giving me literally nothing. Literally get nothing. Pictures, I don't know if they're you. cute. I don't know anything about you. I don't even know if you've got a personality other than you are very sus.
0: And and they're like, well, we'll provide pictures after matching. So that means I have to provide you with my phone number in order to get a picture of you to find out that I'm not into you to then what oh. do I do at that point? Then I'm, I'm, I'm invested in a certain way, in a way I don't want to be invested, but I'm like always so curious. I'm like, yeah is it, does this tactic work for you? Like, it just doesn't make sense. I feel like if you are trolling for that and you're not willing to show your face, like there has to be something other than Tinder that you are using for that avenue because I feel like it's just a very unrewarding situation.
1: Yeah. I don't know how that's working out for them. (laughs) If You know, write us and let us know.
0: But okay, okay, no, if they had a good bio, but no pictures,
1: okay. Okay. for some reason, they
0: couldn't show them pointing at you. No one can see that. But (laughs) if they, for some reason, can't post their picture, but Uh they've got this amazing bio, whatever, would you swipe right on them to see what they were like? That's a good question.
1: It's a tough one. I don't think I would. This is your love is blind moment though. Well, I would assume they're hiding something. What if they're not hiding something? Well, I'll never know. I don't know what the left. reason
0: in this half-baked scenario is that they can't show their face, but for some reason they can't show their face. But they have a beautifully written bio and all of the same hobbies as you. They live three miles from your house. Like it's it's all
1: perfect alignment. Well, if you meet that person, you let me know. I have yet to see it to encounter that scenario. I'm Usually those people that are so like opaque. Like they're like, it, like they're building themselves up. Like they're so amazing and so wonderful. Of course you want to get to know me. It's like, no, then there's like nothing there. No. Okay. All right. So I have a question. So this is also going to the love is blind. And I'm going to go back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier about how going to therapy is like a joke mm-hmm. as a prerequisite for dating. Like, how do you think about this? Do you agree? Like, do all the men that you've gone out with, do they all go to therapy? Do you go to therapy? What do you think about that?
0: I go to therapy as needed. Um, I do love my therapist. I think she just likes to hear my stupid stories, but we have a good rapport. I enjoyed it. It's a good, I think everybody should have a therapist that they trust um, and can rely on. Um, the past two men I've dated have gone to therapy and it's been great um, because I know that they've got that outlet. Um, and I, I think also I just like that there's an openness to it because I have been with people who were not open to therapy And for me, I mean, it's not a red flag, but it's a little bit concerning in that if things got tough in our relationship, are they willing to, um, you know, go to therapy with me and really be open and work through. And I've had people who absolutely would not have done any of that. And that was concerning um, for like a long-term relationship. So knowing that someone has a therapist as an outlet and is open to it, I think is, is very attractive to me.
1: I've dated a a couple men that go to therapy, and they were great, honestly. I usually go to therapy. I've been off for like six months because I lost my job last spring, and I have a new job, and I do have coverage now, but I just haven't gotten back to the therapy habit. I do need to make that happen because therapy is good for me. Um, But I don't think it has to be therapy. Like, I, for me, it's, like, are you working on yourself? You know, whether it's reading or, you know, maybe you have some sort of outlet that that's how you, like, process things or work on yourself and you think about becoming a better person. I think that's good because, honestly, not everybody – therapy doesn't work for everybody. So, like, I don't know if therapy – and a lot of people go to therapy and they're still trash humans. <laughs> so. Well, and, again, I don't necessarily think that therapy automatically makes you better.
0: Um, but – I feel like cultural in our culture in America, men are not I said that weird in America. Um men are not so great about talking about their feelings. It's not as encouraged and I do Again, I like it when someone is comfortable because therapy is hard and it's raw and, or, you know, it's as open as you want to be in it, I guess. But I think because men aren't as predisposed to to go, I do think it is a, a good sign when someone is willing to, again, I don't think it makes them better, but if they can talk to their therapist, I would hope that we can also talk about harder things in theory because they are able to do so. Um, but yeah, I agree with, uh, like, how are you working on yourself in what different ways? Um, but I do wonder if it's more likely that women are more prone to go to therapy in part because we are more, um, kind of in tune with talking about how we're feeling a little bit more
1: than men often are. Yeah, that's true. Now, this is kind of a tough question and I actually don't know how to talk about it. So we're going to see how this goes. So if we're thinking about physical appearance through a relationship lens, okay, so if you're with someone and you're in a relationship and even thinking about a marriage, like sometimes you can be with someone for years at a time, quite often our physical appearances change. You know, sometimes it's just we're just getting older, Sometimes maybe something happens, you know, that changes what we look like. Maybe, you know, there's an accident or something changed our life or some reason that really changes what we look like or what your partner looks like. Other times lifestyle changes, change what you look like and where you don't look like the person your partner originally met and was dating. And I think that's happened to everybody. You know, what is your point of view on what that's like? You know, going back to Love is Blind, you know, on this most recent season, Bartice, is that how no. you say it, Martise? Yeah, they had so many conversations about physical appearance and like, you know, if if Nancy changes, you know, uh, her appearance changes a lot, are you still going to love her? And he like struggled to say yes, mm-hmm. unequivocally. So kind of like, what are, what are some of the things that you think about when that subject comes up? I
0: mean, I think as a partner, I don't think I would have an issue. I think where I have felt that in my partner before some of those shifts where I didn't like the external, what I was seeing, I lost attraction because I didn't like who they were on the inside. So like well, there were things external, like, I'm struggling with that. But it was more because in the core, I didn't really like who they were, or how they how they were acting. It was less about the, the package on the outside. Um, so I do think Men often go bald and, you know, they like, they do have, you know, there are some pretty significant things that I'm like, well, if I love that man and then he goes bald, I'm going to love that man. He's not going to have any hair. Like, I don't think it would be a huge deal for me. um, As long as, as long as it wasn't something that they, that was going on where they were causing those changes through like a really unhealthy lifestyle, or they were, drinking too much or using some substance. And that was also altering their appearance. Like I would struggle with that, but again, that would be more of the, like who they are and what's going on and less about like the resulting physical appearance. I feel like that's an afterthought or like an, and outside
1: of, outside of that. Well, I think you just helped me frame this because I've been thinking about this. And I wasn't sure what I would say. I'm realizing like, cause I have been in some long-term relationships. I was in a three-year relationship once and then obviously I was married and you know and both of those you know and that was an 11 year relationship and while those people did change over time how I felt about them I I I had I didn't even think about like the physical changes like it did not even Mm -hmm. register with me and we definitely like our bodies changed all those things and it didn't register for me you know what bothered me how I changed, like actually, yeah. it was like my relationship with myself, and I'm getting kind of deep here because on a few different levels. One, I looked different. Like Laura and I have talked about, both of us looked very different before we got divorced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I have a side by side of me where there's only six months, and it's at the end of my marriage, and then it's six months later after I had filed. I don't think I look like the same person. No, I look completely different. Um, And so something I've noticed, if I'm not in a good place in my life, it shows in my body, it shows in my face, it shows in the clothes I wear. And so now, you know, and I wish I could like show it, maybe we can find a way to share it on social or something, but like, I, I look like a different person. I do. And so like, the more I'm thinking about, the more I, I think I really if I love someone, I think love is blind for me. And like, mm-hmm. I love that person, no matter what they look like or what changes they go through. The physical part doesn't even phase me. And I can prove that because people I've been with for a long time did change a lot over that period of time. But it's more me. It's me. Like I have issues with how I change and like I might have insecurity, even though the my partner may not, they may not be having anything negative to say about it at all. It's all me doing it to myself. Mm-hmm. But then it is also true that like my physical appearance is very tied to how I feel on the inside. And so on the outside, I look like garbage because on the inside, I felt like garbage, you know, like not brushing my hair, even not wearing clothes I feel cute in. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't mean that. I know it's easy to take that and be like, oh, well, you gained a lot of weight. And I don't mean that because I think bodies are beautiful, whatever size they are. But it's things like you could tell I wasn't taking care of myself. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I yeah, I really do think it's the the who on the inside more than the, the outside, which I guess is the whole whole point of this. I think it's hard when you're like in a committed long-term relationship. And so as that person evolves and changes, you 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 roll with it. If if they're still the person that you met and fell in love with, I mean, they've grown and they've changed, but at the core, they are still that person and you still have a good connection. And it doesn't really matter. What's hard is the start of all of this of really like knowing who someone is in a real way to have that connection where the the outside package doesn't matter as much. And that's where it's so challenging because you don't know who that person is yet. So looks do come into play in a certain piece of that because you're going off of that physical attraction at first because you don't know the the rest of them yet. Yeah. You kind of have to, you have to gamble on, is this a, a good person on the inside? Cause I, right now I know what's on the outside and some very basic points of information. Like it is a lot of just like taking a risk and, and knowing when you find out more if that person's
1: for you or not. Yeah. This is also something I've been talking about with all of my girlfriends lately. Open-mindedness. How important is that as you're like in the date? Cause you're in the dating pool now, mm-hmm. matching with people, getting to know people. How important is being open-minded to that process? I'm trying to be better about just,
0: yes, being more more open and I I think it is just that like higher quantity of like matching and seeing and those that you don't have a connection with weed themselves out anyway and so being more open to it is just so hard like you're looking at four pictures and you're like who is who is this person and and what do they actually look like because again we know men's pictures are terrible and so trying to balance so then I'm like all right what are the other things like we've talked about that I look for in someone that I would want to date and do these pieces exist and trying to like figure out, you know, which way to swipe essentially. And then again, often it doesn't really matter because you could, you're not going to match with them or you match with them. They're not going to talk. And it's so hard. It's like, you can talk yourself out of, trying to find someone who fits exactly what you think you're looking for, rather than being a little bit more open. And then if you match and it's not a fit or whatever, you don't have to take it any further. And I tend to be too specific and I need to be more open and just like just seeing, because I feel like some of my best and closest matches have been where I haven't controlled it. You know, the person I dated this summer who I accidentally matched with on Bumble and we had a great connection and great attraction and great on the inside and all of that stuff. The person before him that I dated for the bulk of this last year had an empty Tinder profile, not a lot of pictures, and we had a great connection. And, I'll, you know, like, it, it wasn't the ones where I was like, ooh, is this, do they look the way I would want my partner to look? And do they have all these things? It was just kind of more happenstance, and it panned out, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've had this conversation with a few people lately about, like, some of them will say things like, oh, I, you know, he has a beard. I don't like that. Or like things like that. And I'm just like, but I really wish you wouldn't get hung up on that stuff because it is superficial. Like, is that really what matters here? I mean, is that really what matters, you know? And it really
0: only takes one person to be great to realize that you also love beards, but that's like a different topic. Um, But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just like, you don't, is that person great? Then you're, you're not going to care about the
1: beard. You're really not. Yeah. Like, I mean I to be honest I don't think this is there uh, there are certain things that have many issues in I have two things that I do not have issues in and I have no problem saying out loud. One, I don't have a jealous bone in my body. Like I'm never going to be jealous of anybody or anything. It's like literally not possible to make me jealous. That's one good thing about me. Secondly, I really don't think I'm superficial. I do not care about superficial things. I Mm -hmm. don't care about how much money you have. I care that you are responsible with the money Mm -hmm. you do have. That's what I care about. I don't care if you're like GQ's man of the year. I care that you have good hygiene and you take care of your body Meaning that, like, you take showers and you like eat kind, mostly healthy most of the time. Like, those are the things I care yeah. about. Like, I'm not superficial. Um, and so it makes me kind of sad whenever, like, I hear other women like, "Oh, he's under six feet," and I'm just like, "Yeah, Is that I don't really want an acquire hat on." Yeah,
0: I don't understand having that be such a strict baseline for who you're looking for, like height or hair color or eye color. It's like, yeah, we all have like. Certain preferences of what we find attractive, but we've all like, again, you and I have both found people attractive who are the exact opposite of what we would like, you know, craft as like our perfect ideal superficial man, right? Like I've dated people who look nothing like that. And they've been great relationships. I don't really care about that stuff. Um, you know, how you treat me, how you connect with me, how you manage your life, all of those things are far more interesting and important than do you have blue eyes.
1: Well, yeah. And then I think it shows you've got some growing to do because like I you know what I think should be the number one thing we look for. And it is what I have always looked for. Are they a good person? Do their values align with mine? Mm -hmm. Because that's like ground zero. If that part doesn't work, I don't care how good looking they are. You know, like it that it doesn't matter. There are certain things that like they have to align because nothing else matters if they don't. And so like I think that's what everyone should put as their number one. Are you a good human? Do our values match? Cuz well, I think like, that that's like the critical piece right there.
0: Again, who you are isn't isn't really going to change. How you look is 100% going to change. Yeah. So again, just, you know, front loading with looks being the most important piece of it, but if if who they are on the inside isn't great, that's not going to change. They could shave their beard or do you know, do whatever, but like who they are isn't going to be any different. Right. I just I don't understand that like front loading just on looks. Like yes, I want to be attracted to my partner, but it isn't just based on um, you know, what their face
1: looks like. Yeah. I'm attracted to someone who's a good human who teaches me how to be an, a better human. Like that's mm-hmm. attractive to me. Yeah. Anyway, well, this has been a very interesting conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I think,
1: think about things differently.
0: Well, as someone who is unfortunately swiping on dating apps right now, I mean, yes, it is a good reminder to... Be more open and just kind of play the numbers game a little bit in the hopes of, connect. you know, finding actual real connections. And I don't think you can base your decision solely on a picture.
1: Yeah. Well, and I always tell people, too, if you think you have a type, go on at least one date a month with someone who is not your type. Mm Mm-hmm. I I really think that's a good exercise to do to kind of push you out there. And a lot of times you'll learn something that you didn't know about yourself, whether it's a love connection or not. But, like, I always feel like if you think you know what you want or what your type is, you really should try something else at least every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Just to shake it up. Yep. That's good advice. All right. Well, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.
0: Still thirsty? Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and all your favorite podcasting platforms, because sometimes life leaves you wanting just a little bit more.